0: Thank you for checking out this resource from Grace Chapel in Skinny Atlas, New York. If you'd like to find more like this, or you'd like to learn a little bit more about our church, you can do so by going to gconline.org. And now, let's jump into this week's message.
1: Well, we have a a missionary from, uh, well, from Egypt, born in Egypt. Haney, come on up. And uh, would you welcome him? I was thinking about this. We, we've known each other for 18 years. Uh, he's been supported here by the church for 20. You know a lot of uh, the people here and there are a lot of people that mm-hmm. you have no idea who they are. They don't know who you are. Um, so uh, it's just it's been a blessing. They minister in North Africa and in the Middle East and uh, just really on the front lines of uh, sharing Jesus especially with the Muslim population and it's been amazing. And uh, so I just wanted to spend a moment before you speak to talk about your ministry. Can you just tell us for a moment what that looks like? I mean, the crux of what you do. Can you just share with the people what that looks like?
0: Thank you, Barry, and good morning. Grace Chapel, so nice to be with you today. Really the heart of it, we call our ministry Friends of Ishmael. And it is trying to even divert from the, the, the Muslim, the, the stereo you know, type word that put a blanket over 1.8 billion people in this world mm. and refer to biblical Ishmael. So yes. we believe in the local people mm. very much. The focus of our ministry is the local people, the Moroccans the Algerians, the Tunisians, the Egyptians, and so on. So we train them and we gather them together and encourage them and we also hope they get married with one another and produce more children because then that children is not from Muslim background, they come from Christian. You know, we this is the strategy behind the whole thing is just working with the local people and loving them. That's
1: awesome. Um... I actually had the opportunity to, to go uh, to Egypt with, with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was about 15 years ago now. I think it was Dave Lab, wherever he is. He's here somewhere. Um, there he is. Uh, it was quite, quite an adventure. It was awesome. I'm glad he was with me. Uh, I would have been in trouble. But we just got to see and hear stories of what God is doing. And oftentimes what we heard is some of the challenges that we're, people or mission partners were facing What are some of the challenges that you're facing right now uh, in that ministry?
0: I think the greatest challenge right now, I had to think of just one thing to leave with you guys. There's a lot of challenges, of course. But the greatest challenge is the opportunity that was never there before. Hmm. It's happening because of the shaking. It's happening because of the plow hitting. I mean, if I can tell you a quick opportunity, uh, you know, it's actually through some of the ministry that we are connected with. The people, like, can I tell you, in Israel, the most response was coming from Gaza, of Muslims in Gaza responding to the gospel. You know, so just to give you a perspective. So the opportunities are huge all over. And for us to have wisdom, priorities, and where to focus, and what to give others, and what to leave, and what to the timing of things. So we need prayers for that.
1: That's awesome. Uh, if you've been tracking with Haney and Natali, uh, you know that their ministry has been to North Africa and the Middle East, and for years they lived in Morocco and really uh, shared the gospel, saw people come to Christ, they discipled <coughs> them, and now they have trained leaders to lead in those areas, and now their base is in Michigan, And they lead the leaders, they've passed the baton off to lead the leaders in those areas so that it's not just dependent on one guy uh, that is doing the mission work, but now the indigenous people living out their faith and then leading it forward uh, with their own people. So it's awesome. How can we as a church uh, support you? I mean, you often think of this, we feel so far removed. Uh, How can we support you and encourage you in, in your mission effort?
0: Thank you for
1: this question.
0: You know, I just want to say to the church in the U.S. in general, do not reduce the the mission work to just finances. Mm. This is poor. (laughs) Mm. This is making it so poor. It is so precious. It's our inheritance together. Mm. And so I think the biggest support is if, you know, your prayers and your friendship mm-hmm. can become part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it is not, is not about just the finances, but it is about your heart, your prayers, mm-hmm. your understanding of what's going on, your understanding of what's going on with our family, mm-hmm. uh, and so on. So um, I would say, please pray, please mm-hmm. read about the Middle East, understand what's happening, and connect with us. You're welcome to connect with me. I, I like texting a lot. You know,
1: <laughs> I love it. And, and Haney has uh, two teenage kids, Daniel and Zara, and uh, great kids. Um, so you, I'll let him tell you more about them in, in text uh, <laughs> and whatnot. But we just now want we want you to share a little bit from Scripture of what God's, you know, laid on your heart. And it was amazing. The first service was incredible. We're just going to lay this before him as well. So would you bow in prayer with me? Jesus. Father, we just quiet ourselves before you this morning. We want to hear from you. Just allow your spirit to speak through Hany this morning, to share the things that are not relegated to a nation, but to all people. For you are not the Lord of just Israel. You're not just the Lord of America. You are the Lord of all. And so, God, we come before you and we ask, speak to us this morning. Open our, our eyes and our ears and our hearts to what you want to say. And we give you this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Pastor Barry. And thank you, friends, for just receiving me and having me today. So precious to be back here. And it is out of 30 years I'm involved in missions 20 of them, I know Grace Chapel. Um, First time was just coming to visit my friend David, just as friends. (laughs) And then we got to come to the church and and meet uh, you, and then uh, we developed this friendship. And I am just, I woke up this morning and I'm thinking, wow, we know one another for 20 years. And I tell many people about Skinny Atlas, you know, like, (laughs) what, is there a place in America called that? Yes. And it's a beautiful place. It doesn't have McDonald's. (laughs) But it is beautiful, and you will never be hungry. So don't worry. You can go there. (laughs) So it's just, uh, I just, I want to celebrate that. 20 years of friendship. 20 years of you faithfully. As a church, even if you are new, you are part of that cloud (laughs) of the church. You know how we get packed up by the cloud you know you can you can but there is a cloud there's a cloud of witnesses here there are people that passed away even and they are part of what God is doing here and 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 for 20 years you've invested prayers uh, love uh, finances in the nations and this is our inheritance we know this is this is our precious Legacy. This is our precious inheritance. My kids are 17 and 15, and it just gives me great joy to see how they can't wait. You know, they, they, they can't wait. I'm trying to just finish your high school. Okay, just finish it, you know. But they, they, they and I pray that uh, you see your inheritance in the nations. I almost feel as the Lord brought us to be based now in Michigan. And in Michigan, believe me, I feel a lot at home. I see, <laughs> I see my people from the Middle East all over the place and, 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 and mosques and, and uh, food and, and all of that. And uh, uh, being very close to you, and I feel part of our ministry also shifted to, to, to the sons and daughters of Ishmael that end up in America here. There is no fear in the kingdom of God. Because the constitution of the kingdom of God is titled with one word, love. (laughs) Where there is the kingdom of darkness with also a constitution titled with fear. (laughs) Anytime I find myself afraid, I know. I know. And I know the enemy will like one of two places where he will not like that second place, but he likes to be on top of my head. Like you know, like a mosquito that is not leaving you, or a fly that is not leaving you, where I know what the Bible says in Romans 16, the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath our feet. And the enemy will take one of two places. There's no third place. Either bugging, buzzing, confusion, uh, things not connected, or defeated underneath our feet for such a time as this, we exist as the body of Christ. We exist as a church. We are given a responsibility in this world. And it is not going to be, you know, when Trump comes back here for our nation, because Jesus is alive. He's still alive. He's still working in this nation. He's still faithful to this nation and his people. But there is something waiting to activate and bring heaven to earth on earth as it is in heaven as jesus taught us to pray so the message today and you can tell i'm <laughs> i'm bubbling this message because i i live here now i live here in this nation now my kids are growing here and there is something in me that want to want to fight for the destiny of this nation there is something inside of me as i lived you know in africa for for a season and i lived in europe and i work and i have seen the lord touch the the hardest people so there is no way that god is giving up on us and there's no way that we can hand over to you know to to other people to determine the future of our nation and our children so the message of the kingdom is a vital message for us nowadays it's actually the message for christians globally we are not part of something called christianity primarily no I don't see that in the Bible. I see Jesus coming to preach the gospel of the kingdom. So there is a Christianity by itself and there is a kingdom Christianity. And in my journey working with Muslims because I was born Christian all my life even though I'm from the Middle East. The Coptic people, my people if not if ethnically are Christian since century number 2. The apostle Mark came to Egypt and brought Christianity to Egypt. Yet I realized before I, I, I can see others convert and become Christian, I need to also convert and cross something and leave my religious Christianity, where a religion is fighting and wrestling against another religion, and get to a place of the, called the kingdom of God. And I know this might be a little bit of a paradigm shift for us, but today the message is unshakable kingdom with unchanging king. And the landing for us will be, what is our responsibility then? What is our role in it? Because there is no kingdom without king. But there is also no kingdom without people. And we are the people, there is no other people. And so... Before we jump in, I just want to read for us from Hebrews 12, verse 28 and 29. This is what we are part of. We are part of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God that is, that is one church and one bride for Christ with Egyptian accents and Indian accents and uh, Chinese uh, language, no accent, just Chinese. <laughs> just Chinese, you know. Some of the, the greatest moves of God today is in China. The greatest, the most growing church globally right now, it's in Iran <laughs> that is very involved in the war. So will these things confuse us? Will the enemy be zzz? Or will we rise up and go higher and understand the kingdom of God that is beyond the news, beyond what we see with our eyes so that we we, uh, we shift and we take our responsibility. Hebrews 12, 28. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us th- be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. I love these words. Just before these verses, it's actually explaining that quoting from Haggai, from the Old Testament, that there will be shaken and any man-made things are gonna shake and fall down. And it's talking about even the removal removal of all the shakables. So all of this, things are gonna shake, things are gonna fall, dust is gonna, fog is gonna be in front of us, confusion is gonna be there, but the dust will settle and these things have to be removed, and then we need to receive unshakable kingdom. This unshakable kingdom have a king that never, ever changed. He's the king since forever and to forever. <laughs> since the beginning all the way to the end, from Genesis all the way to Revelations, from the day we are born all the way to until we die, He is never ever changing. The world is changing so much. When Pastor Barry just asked me, I, I, I spoke about the change that we see, but He is never changing. He's the same. He's the same Elohim. He's the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Unchanging King. He's the same Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And uh, just to a reminder from. Revelations 1.8, he says, I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord, who is and was and is to come. And I just, when I, when I, when I, I, I love this. I love this, these repeated, repeated words in Revelations. Holy, holy, holy. The angels 24-7, we were worshiping now. One of my very favorite songs. Day and night, night and day. The angels are singing, and we need to rise and sing with them. He is holy, holy. And every time before it says, he was, who is, and is to come, it says, holy, holy, holy. Before it says, the Lord God Almighty, holy, holy, holy. And that's why our act of worship, our fellowship, our coming together to be reminded the, even the stories, I feel responsible to tell the stories of what I, what I see God doing in the nations, how he is going secretly in sleep in, into the most difficult places where we cannot go, we cannot do anything except just pray. <laughs> the same God, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I'm just gonna tell you a story because just the, the Lord is reminding me of this story. This, within a few months ago, I meet with this lady who's illiterate. She comes from uh, the border between Iraq and Kuwait. She's a Bedouin woman. She can't read, she can't write. Uh, and she's telling me her story, how she became a believer, Muslim, and she started to have dreams of Jesus. Dreams, dreams, dreams. And you know, when you ask someone like that, how did you recognize that this person you see in the dreams is Jesus? Because when people live in the desert, Bedouin, far away, you know, there's no church building with like Mary holding Jesus, you know, or there's nothing like, so you don't actually know how Jesus looked like. And you know, and you would ask, how did you recognize that this was Jesus? And she says, oh, that's a good question. I never thought of that. Yeah, how did I recognize he was Jesus? But he was Jesus. (laughs) I said, okay, okay, don't let me interrupt you. (laughs) Okay, carry on. She said, dreams of Jesus, dreams of Jesus, that he's saving me, that he died for me, and that he is the Alpha and Omega, that he is the Son of God, that he... So I said, and what, she said, I kept searching and searching and searching, and she said, at the end, I believed he is the one. He gave me so much peace. But I only meet him in the dreams Now, she started to search, actually, on her smartphone, and believe it or not, people, even in the desert, they have smartphones. (laughs) And it's very helpful in missions, very, very helpful. So I'm going to actually ask for, you Ask me what we need. We need smartphones, like your old smartphones. You can give it, you know, we are going to take it and give it to people, because then they are going to find the Bible, and they are going to find a few good things here. So uh, that is really a true thing. And uh, she started to search, and then she learned. Anyway, she said to me, "I came to a conclusion: three things I I could not wait for. I needed to be baptized. So she learned about that. She, and someone who to baptize me? You know, I need to be baptized. I need to take off my veil. I couldn't stand being veiled anymore because I knew Jesus would want me to just be free." She said, and the third thing I desperately have to tell my husband, I cannot just let him stay like that. So she said to me, you will not believe what happened. She said, I have a final dream. And Jesus comes, and it is a table, it's a long table, and the table is full of the best food. And a big jug of water in the middle, notable, full of ice and the food, and Jesus sits at the head of the table from this side, and I, she sees herself sitting at the other side of the table, and Jesus is conversing with her, and they are eating and fellowshipping. Then she said, in the middle of it all, Jesus stood from his chair, walked all the way around, came to me, and I saw exactly what he did. He took off my veil, out of my head, put it underneath his feet, He took a necklace with a cross, and he put it around my neck. And then he took the jug of water, and he baptized me. (laughs) And she said that thought of the cold water woke her up in the middle of night. She woke up from the dream like this. I said, okay, I'm going to go and tell my husband right now. (laughs) Walked her husband, and started to tell him the whole thing. He said, why haven't you told me long time ago? I'm having the same dreams. <laughs> How can I hear these stories and encounter these people and not come to tell my friends in America? <laughs> His kingdom is unshakable. <laughs> there is no fear. How can we not rise up for such a time as this, in fact, for for more than 25 years I visit the u.s. this is the best time for the u.s. it is true because of all the uncertainties because of all the shakables because there is no man to trust in anymore there's no government that you can look up to but there is the king of kings the unchanging king with his kingdom that is unshakable and so, Lord, what is our role? Because there is a third part to that picture. The third part is us. And who are we? So I want to tell you and just remind you today, because it's, it's not me reminding, it's the Lord reminding all of us who we are in this kingdom. What are we? We are not just something small. And, and remember, in Luke 17, the Pharisees asked Jesus that tricky question. Tell us, when will the kingdom of God come? Jesus answers a beautiful answer, and he says, the kingdom of God will not come by your careful observation. You know, someone is going to say, the kingdom of God comes from here, or the kingdom of God comes from here. Oh, the kingdom of God will come when our church leadership uh, do one, two, three, four. Oh, the kingdom of God when the elders— when the kingdom of God when my wife will change. Will, it's not going to come by your careful observation. <laughs> Jesus says, for the kingdom of God is within you. (laughs) So he throws the ball right to them. (laughs) And I believe this is what's happening to us right now. For the kingdom of God is within you. In another part, Jesus said to the disciples, do not be afraid, little flock, for your father is pleased to give you the kingdom. There's a picture of of the king of Morocco with his son, six-year-old. I love this picture. Uh, maybe I will just send it and, and, and it can be sent to you as a church to, to see this. And look at the picture of the six-year-old who is at the right hand of his father standing still with a black suit with a throne made specially for a six-year-old to fit him, and he's taking his place. And I'm like, who is this guy? I mean, if his father dies, he's going to be the king, and what, what will he do? And just something comes it's like. It's just he is, it happened that to this king, this is the son that is born. (laughs) And friends, we are the same. We are born again into a kingdom that cannot be shaken. We're taken out of religiosities. We're taken out of forms of religion, of, you know, my my, my heart, my, my conscience is smooth because I go to church every Sunday. My conscience is happy because, you know, I pay my tithe. Oh, we support Hany. Uh, No, (laughs) there's a lot more. There's a lot more. And, And the word here says it about us. Revelations 1, 5 and 6. From Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler over all kings of the earth, to him who loves us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us here is the two words kings and priests kings and priests to his god and father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever amen unshakable kingdom unchanging king the foundations that we have, the firm foundations to take our place as kings and priests. I know, it's a long subject. <laughs> we have to think of that, we have to let this sink in us. And many times we are busy being shaken ourselves, so we, 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 are, we, we are not breathing, uh, 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 you know, restfully and, 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 and comfortably so that we can, in confidence, step and take our place and know that the king has made a place for us at his right-hand side. (laughs) To stand there and be part of this kingdom and to take our place and to take leadership. And what kind of leadership it is? It is, remember Jesus describing the kingdom? It's like the seed. That is the leadership. Someone needs to take the seed and just sow it. (laughs) and it will die, but one day you will be surprised. I wanna ask my friends from the worship team to join us. Just as we land this, it's a, feel this is the message for this time, to take our place as kings and priests. Esther could not see herself like that. She had to be reminded, her uncle reminding her, and we need to remind one another for such a time as this, John, David, Hani, Barry. Say your name for such a time as this. Hani, you are born, you exist for such a time as this. To take your place, Hani. remember, your fight is not against flesh and blood. Your fight is not against the Palestinians or Hamas or other people, maybe, or Israel. There's so much confusion. Your fight is not against any flesh or any blood. Our fight is against principalities. Ephesians 6, the word of God. It's against powers of darkness. That The same thing, the demonic power to, to, to function, they need to find flesh and blood. to function through like the Holy Spirit also to function need human that we say yes Lord so can we stand together as we just worship I'm going to ask Pastor Barry to also join me here I'm shaken by this message I want to take my place I don't want to hold back I don't want to be confused with the buzzing of the all these confusing things I don't want to be concerned because of my financial needs or my future that I'm not sure about. True stories of what I'm going through right now. My visa, my my stay here, my future, what house will I be able to rent this house? All these are things that we are holding and and the same hands that God wants free to be open like this. So if you don't mind, opening your hand with me. And as you open it, know that you are dropping whatever you are holding to. And so I want to drop whatever case that I'm holding on, Lord, to be free, to bless as a priest, to protect even people who are in sin and declare grace over them. You are worthy, Lord Jesus. You are worthy of all our lives. You are worthy of all our resources. You are worthy of... From you are all things. And to you we give everything. For you have given us everything. So we thank you, Father. We thank you for a season of taking our place. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for reconciliations to happen, Lord, between friends, between husbands and wives, between daughters and sons and their fathers. My heart is broken. How many times my friends here in the U.S. deliver us, Lord, from the traps of busyness. Deliver us from the traps of being Totally into our careers and money and dollar, dollar, dollar. Father, we worship you. May all the other gods fall right now and may you take your place in our lives, in our families, in our churches. I believe the Lord wants us to make some decisions today also want to ask the prayer team to come and maybe stand in the front if you, if you want to pray with someone or if you want to pray on your own. Or, but just take time to let the Lord point what is making you shake? What is buzzing and disturbing and bringing distortion? Lord, we enter your rest and we thank you. Thank you, Jesus.